your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Well, good morning and welcome everyone once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. You have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited for you today, folks. If you're visiting our show for the first time, let me welcome you to our program. However, you've heard our program uh, and the fact that it's airing every week now on Sundays at 11 a.m., I want to thank you for taking the time to visit our show. I think you will find it a valuable investment of 60 Minutes. And for those of you that are returning, thanks again for supporting the show. We are continuing to see our audience reach grow week after week. And it's because of you. It's because of you sharing the show. And and I see that is happening all the time now on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. And I'm so grateful and thankful that you are helping expand the, the message to others that there is value here on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Central. Whether you're catching it live or whether you're catching it as a replay, there's some great opportunities here to hear from fantastic speakers and as we cover great content designed to help you thrive. And by the way, if you've not had a chance to hear some of our prior episodes, and you absolutely should because they are incredible, make sure that you go to my show website, thejmamietalkshow.com. On there, I've got an episode archive section. You can listen to all our prior episodes there and actually binge here each and every single one of them. Make sure you have a notepad handy and something to write to take good notes because the content is so rich in thrive-minded, not only perspectives, but ways for you to get to the next level in many areas of life. I think you'll appreciate that. And while you are at the site, the jmamietalkshow.com, make sure that you check out our business directory. We've got fantastic business individuals there and, and the entrepreneurs that are offering fantastic services. In addition to that, you'll also find that we have a author spotlight section where we recommend some of the uh, new authors who've got incredible material out there. But I'm excited about today's show because we are featuring some amazing people. And in our feature spotlight, I want to let you know that we have Amberly Lago. She has quite the story on grit and pushing through pain, which is our theme today. She's a best-selling author, a TEDx speaker. She's the host of the popular podcast, True Grit and Grace, as well as being a health and wellness coach. She'll be with us to share her incredible story a little later on in the show. But our business spotlight is someone that I'm excited to hear from. Dr. Sun Wong is not only one of the architects of NeoGen Life, but he's also an orthopedic regenerative medicine specialist, a lifestyle medicine specialist and a nutritionist, and he's got something to say as he's going to bring forth the goodness of NeoGen life. Before we bring up our first guest, who is a author, and she'll be filling in our author spotlight, I just just want to remind you guys, if you want to follow me, make sure that you track me down on my Instagram and my Twitter handles at the J Mamie. You'll find me at the J Mamie. Make sure that you also look me up on Facebook. My Facebook page is the J Mamie. And many of you are tracking me down on LinkedIn. You can certainly find me there as well. But make sure that you stay in touch with me because I will be giving out more information, especially up on my on my upcoming new book, Thrivology, which will be released soon. Plus, you'll have a chance to stay in touch with me and hear all the goodness of uh, the show and what we've got coming up. Joining me right now as the guest of the author author spotlight is someone that knows a little bit about pushing through pain. Our show today, our theme of our show today is about pushing through pain. And joining us on the line right now is Elisa Merritt, 
who's written a new book that is really helping a lot of people. The book itself is really one of these wonderful books that you find that are a collaborative work. It's called Finding Diamonds. And she's on the show today to kick off our program to talk a little bit about her book. So, Elisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Well, uh, thank you very much and for having me back. We were on previously before. I appreciate you having me back. That's right. So about finding diamonds. Well, I appreciate you coming back. And you and your husband did a great job earlier on last year. You did a show that uh, really impacted a lot of people with your merit coaching program. And so having you back as an author's pilot is a treat for us. But tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Jay, I am a believer, a wife, a mother. We have a podcast called Born to Succeed. It's me and my husband, Michael Merritt. I'm a life coach here to give you a new lease on life. Because I believe that spiritual transformation is for eternity. When I was 14, I was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a nervous, a nervous system disease. And I was on family vacation. We had to make an emergency flight home. By the time I got off the airplane, I could barely walk to the wheelchair. So I, am, I had no choice but to lean on my own faith. Mm. And I had to rebuild myself mentally, spiritually, and physically. So I believe I am proof that all things are possible, and I'm here to create change because each day is a new, a new day, a new chance to renew your life. I love that. So you certainly have lived the, the, the life of pushing through pain, and now you are sharing your story with the world, and I, I'm very appreciative of you bringing that story to our listeners. But what inspired you to write this book? Well, it's funny because uh, 27 years ago, I was at a family reunion, and I was laughing at all the things. I have a really big family, so I was laughing, and I was thinking, I need to write a book about this crazy family. (laughs) But I really could not figure out the words to use without anybody maybe getting their feelings hurt. So it's been on my heart for 27 years, and last August, I was doing a Bible study, and God, I just heard God say, now's the time to write the book, 12 women, 12 stories. 12 chapters, and I knew I wanted life-changing survivor stories that uplifted and inspired those who lost hope or needed love, and so I got each writer that had the same inspiration, and they had to dig deep and talk about the fires and pressures in their life, much like forming a diamond. Their tragedies turned to triumph so that they could sparkle and shine, and today in the world with mental health is a popular word. Finding diamonds gives hope and proof that you can get through all things. And I want to tell you uh, just a couple of things about a couple of the chapters. Chapter one is my chapter, and it's having a kingdom mindset. And that is your input and your output and having faith over fear, especially in today's times. Chapter three, Kathy talks about persevering through having a natural disaster that took away all of her family's personal prized possessions and her history in her family and a time where she got so low that she felt suicidal. But as you read, you see her persevere and find answers to help her keep moving forward. And lastly, chapter 12 is finding freedom where Melissa talks about overcoming food addictions Mm. to find her superpower in helping others. So each writer leaves their contact information. Each writer wrote with, the intention to help at least one other person with their story. And they humbled themselves to tell their stories, personal and private. And I could say from someone who's written 10 books now, it's a labor of love for sure. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. it is not the easiest thing to write a book by yourself, let alone what you just put together is a collaborative work of 12 other writers, people who are sharing their experiences. To try to get 12 people to do anything is, is hey, try to get two to three people to do anything <laughs> is tough. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't get my, my, listen, please, I can't get two to three people to, to agree on anything. You were able to put together a forum of 12 women to share their stories with the world that alone deserves an applause because uh that is uh that's really fantastic and and i i applaud you for that but what do you want the reader to walk away with after reading this wonderful book well i hope that people read the book with an open heart and an open mind to expect transformation knowing that faith, hope, and love are for everyone. And the benefit is seeing and knowing that you're not alone. Each story will inspire you to take action for change. And there's really a better way than merely just existing day-to-day in life. So I hope each story inspires you to move forward and um, to never give up. I think that's a message for everyone today especially, as you mentioned, with mental health and all these different uh, challenges that we're going through, uh, slowly getting out of, but people are still stuck in that that very difficult place. So I appreciate the work. Everybody uh, deserves to read the book, but not everybody will. So if you were to to define who is the person that is best served by reading your book, who would that reader be? Who would that person be? Well, I have a couple of people, and what I want to say is the the book is 12 women's stories, but the stories can relate to anyone because, of course, men, children, everyone experiences um, the same things in life just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I hope the book helps the person who's lost hope, needs love, needs inspiration, who wants a change and needs support and motivation. And for, you know, women who have been abused, suicidal, and marriage problems, low self-esteem, or childhood trauma, men have bought the book for their mothers, sisters, aunts, friends, and we've also had several women's Bible study groups that have bought the book to study in their, um, in their weekly meetings. Fantastic. So where could people buy your book? You can go to MeritCoachingGroup.com. There's a section that has the books on there, or you can go to Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and also buy the book there as well. Well, what we can do is we're going to have you, uh, we're going to actually put up your information at our show site. So for anyone interested, they can certainly go to the jmamietalkshow.com. We'll have a a link to your book there uh, so they can find it, purchase it, and uh, benefit from it. Alisa, I appreciate you being on the show, and I really appreciate the time that you took to put this work together. Uh, again, not an easy thing to do to get 12 uh, collaborators uh, to, to come together at one time to produce a work. You did it, so kudos to you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thank Folks, you. Have a great day. You too. Folks, we'll be right back with Amberly Lago right after the break. 
Maney writes in his latest bestseller, Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On, that your potential to thrive will always be hindered if you're battling invisible enemies of worry, fear, doubt, and discouragement that only stagger and stunt your focus, your energy, your creativity, and your joy. Go to thejmamie.com for a copy of the book that many are calling a masterpiece. Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On at thejmamie.com. That's T-H-E-J-A-Y-M-A-Y-M-I.com. Hey, everyone. Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at thejmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. Balance of Nature is the best fruit and vegetable product on the market. What makes us the best? It's not about how many different fruits and vegetables are in each capsule. It's about having the right fruits and vegetables in the right quantities. That's what Balance of Nature has done. Our proprietary blend of fruits and vegetables has been handpicked by Dr. Howard based on his extensive research. Fruits and vegetables are made of hundreds of thousands of phytochemicals that work together to help your cells regenerate better, faster, and stronger. Only fresh whole fruits and vegetables are inside the capsules. You won't find any fillers, binding agents, or preservatives of any kind. You will only find fruits and vegetables the way Mother Nature intended. Start your journey with the best fruit and vegetable product on the market today by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-2468-751. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code DALLAS. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm excited about our guest that we are about to hear from right now. I mentioned in an earlier segment of the show, Amberly Lego is our featured guest. I mentioned earlier that she's the author of the best-selling book, True Grit and Grace. She's a popular TEDx speaker. She's the host of her own podcast show, True Grit and Grace. But Amberly's story of turning tragedy into triumph is inspiring people all over the world, which is why she's a frequent guest on a number of major talk shows, corporate events, and other popular podcasts. But she's with us today. Amberly, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, listen, we are grateful that you are taking time out of your busy schedule to spend time with us and our listeners. And we've got a lot to cover. So before we get started, if you could take a little bit of time just to tell us a little about your earlier life story uh, and then catch us up through the recent events of your life. Oh, sure. Well, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in Texas with a big family. Uh, my parents divorced. At when I was young, and shortly thereafter, my mom remarried, and that's when the sexual abuse started for my stepfather. And luckily, my mom had enrolled me in dance lessons, and that was really my escape. That's what made me feel good. That's what brought me joy. Um, and I'm not even sure how she afforded to put me in dance lessons. I mean, most of the time, she worked about three jobs just to keep food on the table, but. Dancing really um, changed my life. I mean, I still love to dance, and it's a miracle that I can. I knew from a a very young age that 
I wanted to to move to Los Angeles and become a professional dancer. And I think that's because MTV came out when I was young and I saw <laughs> people dancing. Yes, and I was like, oh, I could get paid to do that. <laughs> and so I worked, I started working at age 13. And by the time I was age 18, I had saved up $1,200, packed up my little Suzuki Samurai and moved cross country. I didn't, you know, a lot of people thought I was crazy. My parents were like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? You're making a big mistake. But the passion inside me to to dance was that's all I wanted to do. And so I moved out here and actually the first month that I was in California, my very first music video I danced in was MC Hammer's Can't Touch This. And it was wow. like, I've made it. I've made it as a star. And so I've danced and, and been active. I ran track my whole life. And then I got in the fitness industry and I've been a trainer for 23 years now. And everything changed drastically when I had an accident that, and you know, in the blink of an eye, my life changed. I was coming home from work on my motorcycle when I was hit by an SUV. When I woke up from a coma, I learned I had a 1% chance of saving my leg from amputation. And really my life flashed before my eyes because my livelihood was fitness. I was doing fitness videos. I was sponsored by Nike. I was nationally recognized as a coach and I was the breadwinner of the family. And so when they told me 1%, I was like, well, then there's still a chance and I want to find a doctor that's willing to take that chance with me. And that took 34 surgeries. It took months in the hospital. It took thousands of hours of excruciating physical therapy and a whole lot of prayers. And by the grace of God, they saved my leg. And um, the real journey began, though, when I was diagnosed shortly thereafter with a nerve disease called complex regional pain syndrome. And it's dubbed a suicide disease because it's ranked highest on the pain scale. There's no known cure. So, you know, growing up a dancer and an athlete, I thought, you know, I learned grit. I knew how to be tough. I knew how to push through pain. But to be told that I would be permanently disabled, that I would never work again, to just go home and get back in my wheelchair, um, and that I would be with this pain forever, I was devastated. And that really took me to a rock bottom. And so it has taken a, a lot of digging deep to find ways to climb out of that, to get out of $2.9 million worth of, you know, we had $2.9 million mm. worth of medical expenses. Wow. And I'd lost my career. I'd lost my hope. I was scarred up. My leg was deformed. And so my intention is really to share the lessons that I've learned along the way, because really pain has been one of my if not my biggest teacher. So I just appreciate you having me on, and I really want to share some things that might help somebody going through a tough time today because I know with COVID and everything, we're all going through some tough times. So, um, yeah, I'd love to share some tips on just how to tap into your own power of resilience. Well, I tell you, if there's anyone that uh, that amplifies um, and really is a someone who can – speak highly on pushing through pain that's that's you and your story i mean obviously 
it, it was bad enough the accident, but to find out you had this chronic pain disease thereafter, um, I'm sure it wasn't easy. But there was a choice you had to make, and a choice that actually was presented to your husband first, and he sort of said, no, let, let Amberly make this decision. And the choice was to have your leg amputated, because that's how badly, uh, br- uh, badly broken it was. Uh, irreparable, right? 99% chance that you wouldn't have that leg working again. But you made a decision to confront the pain, not take that easy way out of, amp- not that amputation is an easy way out, but you decided to face the hard road and, and really convince yourself at that point that you were willing to do and go through whatever it took in order to keep your leg uh, from, uh, from losing your leg. Why did you decide to take the hard road and confront the pain uh, when most people probably wouldn't have done that? Well, in all transparency, I didn't know it was going to be so hard. <laughs> I really didn't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and I did know how to push through pain. But let me tell you, if I would have known that I was going to have to have 34 surgeries, I mean, that's going under anesthesia 34 times. My mm. hair was falling out. I had bed sores. I mean, I went from being in the healthiest shape of my life to hanging on by a thread, not just physically, but mentally too. And I really, it, I did not know I was going to have to have so many surgeries. And I was really just focused on getting through one day at a time. And to me, when I, I was, I think it's really important to, if you want to be resilient, to focus on the right things, the positive things. And so I guess I could have easily focused on the 99% chance mm-hmm and reasons that I should have amputated it, but I chose to focus on the 1% chance. And that 1% was really my glimmer of hope that got me through all those surgeries. Um, And so, but like I said, I didn't know it was going to be that hard. And really, you know, talking about pushing through pain, yes, it, you know, I learned from a young age, how to suck it up. I mean, I grew up with things like cowgirl up and, and get her done. And I was taught, you know, hide your crazy and be a lady and the show must go on and all these different, you know, mantras and mottos that I grew up with. And that helped me to a certain extent, but really with complex regional pain syndrome, it's not something that I I could do anymore. I couldn't just push through the pain. I, it, the pain is unbearable some days. I had to learn really mindfulness, how to be mindful, um, and I learned how to give myself grace because I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to love myself through it. I was just used to pushing, 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 and sucking it up, and that nearly killed me because um, a couple of years when I was, you know, out of this hospital. I actually had a kidney stone that was passing and got infected. And to give you an idea of the pain, so I was passing a kidney stone, which anybody, if if you've ever had a kidney stone, you know it's painful. Well, for me, I went to the gym and I asked my friend who was another trainer, I was like, do you have any Bengay I can put on my back? I need to like wrap this up and keep going. And my first thought was, wow, my back hurts so bad that my leg doesn't hurt. I can walk without a limp. Mm. Later, I went septic. And what really scared me is in the hospital, the doctor said, if you would have waited one more day, you would have died. You would not be here with us. He's like, that scared me. 
I had been so busy pushing through the pain that I was not acknowledging it. And I think whether you have chronic pain or you have any kind of emotional pain, you can't just keep sucking it up and pushing it through. You have to acknowledge it. You have to feel those feelings and ask, what is your body trying to tell you? What are your feelings trying to tell you? Because if you don't deal with it, it will come up and it will come up in the way that we love and our relationships and the way that we lead um, every and every aspect of our lives. So what this has really taught me is, yes, it takes grit and it really takes hard work and a willingness to keep pushing through. But it also takes the grace that we give ourselves and the compassion and the love and asking ourselves what do you, what does your body need right now? What do you need mentally, physically, spiritually? Um, and I think that's really important to address because, you know, yeah, it's, it's all about hustle, 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 push, push, push. But sometimes we have to stop and ask ourselves, what do we really need right now? You know, you mentioned a bunch of great points there that I want to dissect. And I, I want to start with rushing through um, recovery, because rushing through recovery can be counterproductive. And you talked about resting, but what did you learn about resting that you can share with others who are also trying to rush through some kind of pain that they're going through? And it could be an emotional pain, physical pain, psychological pain, relationship pain. And pain comes in all sh- shapes and sizes, right? Um, but pain is yeah. pain. But what is it about resting that's so important that you can share with others in terms of pushing through the pain and, and recovering? Well, you know, the way I grew up, um, I grew up with resting meant quitting. Mm. And so for me, I had to unlearn what I had learned about resting. And, you know, I have something called the PACER method, which stands for perspective, acceptance, community, endurance. And the last part of it is rest. And I really just wanted to call this method PACE. I wanted to leave off that R because it's honestly the hardest thing for me to do. Number one, because I love what I do. I love my work and I could, I could work 24 seven. Um, number two, I thought that resting meant that I was losing out on something or that I was weak or I was less worthy. And it doesn't mean those things. It means that we're taking care of ourselves, that we respect and love ourselves enough that we are listening to our bodies and we're carving out time to recover. And I really think we need to talk about how resting shouldn't be a luxury. It should be a necessity. And if you really want to be resilient, we really need to start strategically stopping and giving ourselves those times to rejuvenate. And for me, that takes writing it down in my schedule because if I don't write it down in my schedule, I could literally just go, go, go. And then I think, Oh, why do I feel so crappy? And it's because, Oh yeah, because I didn't even take time to eat. And so you can be more creative, you know, you can spark more joy in your life. Um, You can actually show up as a better, you know, coach or mom or, friend when you've taken time for yourself to rest. And, and and I think a lot of times it's finding creative ways to do that. If you're in too much pain to fall asleep, finding new ways to get out of pain, whether it's, you know, I have a, a morning routine and I have a nightly routine. And part of my nightly routine is calming down my nervous system, which is dimming the lights, lighting mm. candles, 
having tea, all these things. And I think we have to be creative in the way that we rest when there's so much noise and there's so many people that have never-ending to-do lists. But it's so important to, in order to be resilient. Great wisdom, and I hope that our audience is really taking notes on what you just shared because it's really uh, coming straight from someone who's experiencing what she is speaking about. When we come back after the break, um, Amberly, I wanted you to share with us something that you posted on Facebook uh, about a week ago, and I, I'll w- w- leave that for after the break. But I also want to talk about gratitude because part of your pacer message is gratitude. And I've heard you speak about that often as a way to push through the pain. So we'll pick that conversation up after the break. Hi, my name is Darrell Graham with Transworld Business Advisors here in Grapevine, Texas. Have you ever considered selling your business or would you like to know what your business is worth? We offer a variety of services to help business owners maximize their liquidity when they decide to sell their business. There are no upfront costs and there are no hidden fees. If you'd like to contact me, please call me at 214-729-2033, or you can email me at dgram at tworld.com, or visit my website at tworld.com forward slash grapevine. Former Air Force veteran and new author, Victor C. Samwell, has written a book, Lost Brothers, to empower and encourage others on how to overcome difficult roadblocks and mental health issues. His own personal story of triumph can be experienced by anyone seeking that type of personal victory. Make sure to pick up your signed copy today of Lost Brothers. You can purchase it at victorsamwell.com. As the coronavirus pandemic continues to surge, healthcare officials are working around the clock to get as many people vaccinated as possible. In DFW, vaccination megacenters have been set up in Dallas, Tarrant, and Collin counties. But you must pre-register. Walk-up appointments are not available. Anyone interested in getting a shot should contact their respective health department to register. A link to sign up for your vaccination is on our website at KLIF.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're having a fascinating conversation with Amberly Lago. Amberly, I wanted to chat with you a little bit about gratitude because I believe gratitude is the unspoken alchemy when dealing with pain. Now, being grateful, as you mentioned, is a way to help you push through pain, but that's almost nonsensical, right? How could something uh, that is causing you great pain also, in the midst of that, being grateful help you push through the pain, but you were able to do that. Can you explain how that works? 
Well, you know, I think gratitude is alchemy. It turns what you don't have into what you do have and what you can't do into what you can do. And for me, it really has been a life changer. And I noticed when I was in the hospital and all I was doing, I was staring down at my leg that was held together with these steel rods. And I never knew is today the day they're going to amputate it. And I was in so much pain. And I started spiraling down into this depression about, you know, will I ever walk again? Will my husband love me? Am I ever going to be able to work again? Am I going to be able to chase after my kids? Um, Am I going to be the mom that I want to be? And I started sinking into a depression. And at that moment, I thought I have a choice here. I can keep going down that road of despair or I can choose to focus on what I do have. And so I started writing down everything I was grateful for from the nurses that were taking care of me, that I had a view out the hospital. I couldn't go outside, but I have a view from the window. Um, The fact that I hadn't seen my daughter that was two years old and I was going to get to see her that day, that I was still breathing. And so I carried that gratitude practice with me. I, I, I still have that journal. I had no idea that later that journal would those entries would be part of my book but it really has changed my life and so now today I still wake up every morning with a gratitude ritual so before my feet hit the floor I say thank you God Um, because a lot of times we wake up and it's like good God another day and it's like if we can just wake up and say thank you, God, for another day, or whether that's universe or spirit. And then I write down things that I'm grateful for. And then I also have an accountability partner. And I text her three things I'm grateful for. And I'll usually screenshot something I've read either in a self-development book or a spiritual book. And I text that to her. Mm. And it's the quickest way to shift your mindset, to change your perspective when you can focus on the good and more good comes in your life. And so I really urge you to to practice gratitude, um, especially when you feel yourself sinking into despair or the pain is starting to take over, because there's always something to be grateful for. I think one of the great things that uh, being grateful for in the middle of of a difficult situation, um, highlighting what you're grateful for, it allows you to what I call project yourself past the pain. It means that you're going beyond the pain and you're appreciating things not only that are happening in your life, but things that are yet to come. And that's the kind of stuff that'll pull you into tomorrow. And you obviously did that. And it's one of those things that help you get through a difficult time. But you shared on Facebook about a week ago your story of being five years sober. You, you achieved five years, of, five years of sobriety. And I think it took a lot of people back because that's not something they expected uh, to hear or to see. So your boldness and putting that out there, uh, I congratulate you for that. But that adds another element to your story, and I'd love for you to take uh, in the last five or six minutes or so, if you could take some time sharing that journey uh, with us. Oh, yeah. I have to say it's the first time I've ever shared on Facebook that I had a milestone in sobriety. And so I had so many people that were so surprised because I was never a drinker or partier. I mean, yes, occasionally I drank at a birthday or a celebration, but the pain that I was experiencing drove me to self-medicating with alcohol. And 
you know, at one point I was on 73 homeopathic pills and 11 different prescription medications and nothing was working for my pain. And I discovered wine and I thought, wow, this is awesome. Why didn't the doctors just tell me to drink a glass of wine? That helps kind of numb out my feelings and my physical pain. And that worked until it didn't. And I spiraled down so quick. I was hiding how much I was drinking. I was just trying to get by. I was hanging on a thread. And I was really living a double life, trying to hold it all together on the outside. And on the inside, I was dying. And I literally was a, I was ready to give up. And thank goodness I asked for help. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons if you take anything from our time together today, if you're listening to this and you're, you're thinking about pain or whatever, ask for help. It was the scariest thing I ever did. Um, it was the scariest thing to admit that I had a problem. I really thought, how did a good girl like me end up like this? I mean, I decided that I wanted more out of life. I decided to stop drinking on March 13th. And 2016, I think it was. Yeah, 16. I had to think about that. And it was hard for my husband because, I mean, he's a California Highway Patrol. He arrests people that are drunk. And how could his wife be an alcoholic? And it took me a long time to get rid of that shame that came along with the stigma of alcohol and alcoholism. And I have that in my family, but I thought I was so different. And here's the thing, what I learned, addiction doesn't discriminate mm. and it can take you to, you know, it, to, to me, it was, it was slowly, I survived 34 surgeries only to slowly be killing myself. So by the grace of God, who's lifted the obsession, uh, a community of people and support, cause I could not do it alone. And by a daily spiritual practice and being so willing to do whatever I could to have the have a better life, it has really given life that I have today. I, I really believe that your the majority of your life being dedicated to fitness and health and wellness and that lifestyle, I believe that is what not only helped you recover from the surgery and the injuries and and um, the, and the therapy and all of the the work that had to get done to where you are now, I really believe that. I think if you didn't take health and fitness and, and wellness seriously, like a lot of people don't, um, things could be very different for you right now because your body would not have been strong enough to survive the trauma and also um, the the repair that 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 was needed and the surgeries and let alone that. But also now the the, the drinking, right, and having challenges with that. So kudos to the health that you created as a lifestyle early on. I think that's a lesson for people to take away from. But you have a wonderful book that's a best-selling book, True Grit and Grace. What do you want the reader to walk away with after reading your book? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really wrote True Grit and Grace as my intention to inspire anyone who's struggling especially when things don't go as planned, to not give up, to know that they have a choice, that that hope is available and transformation is possible, and you can live the life of your dreams. And so 
I had no idea that my book would be read all over the world, um, that it would be that it would open doors for me and I would get the opportunity to be interviewed with Megan Kelly the day my book launched. And I share that not to be like, oh, you know, my book's a bestseller. But if a small town girl like me that has been in the fitness industry, I didn't even own a computer at the time. I bought a computer, wrote the book, found a publisher with the intention of really touching the heart and really trying to help one person overcome adversity. If I can do it, if there's somebody out there, you're listening to this, and you want to write a book, I say go for it, and then let me know so I can buy your book. I think that there's so many people that want to write a book, and I encourage you to do so because it, your story matters mm-hmm. and your message matters. And I think that um, we all have that gift inside of us that the world needs to learn from. Now, I, I agree with what you what you said there, I, I heard a long time ago that for every ear, there's a story to hear. And for every eye, there's a story to be read. Um, there can never be a shortage of stories for people to hear or read that can inspire them, encourage them, empower them, and help them get to the next level or push through some kind of pain, which is what your book really will help someone do. Uh, so again, I encourage everyone to get the book. I will post the book on my web show site. So that way you have, uh, my audience has a chance to pick up the book and, and have a direct link to purchasing it. But what's next for you? What's happening in your life next as we come to a close? Oh, well, I'm about to do my next TEDx talk for youth. So I did TEDx Berkeley, which was their 10-year anniversary. I'm doing a TEDx. My Your Unstoppable Life Mastermind is coming up. So Please reach out to me, and if you want the tools on how to tap into your superpower of resilience, I have a free downloadable workbook. Just text me, GRIT, at 818-214-7378. I want to share as many tools as I can um, with you. So reach out to me. Say hello on Amberly Lago Motivation on Instagram, and you can get more downloadable resources at amberlylago.com. All of your information will be up at our show website so people have access to reach you as well that way. Amberly, I know you've got a busy schedule. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to be on our show. I will hold your feet to the fire to come back before the year is out to discuss your next project. And I know there's, the next, there's probably another book in the works. So when that becomes uh, a reality, we'll have a chance to have you back and talk about that as well. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It was so always a pleasure to talk with you. So thank you. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. It's tax season. Are you aware of all the changes that are taking place? Is your tax professional available year-round? At ALR Tax and Accounting Services, you're treated as family. We're here for you year-round. We have over 40 years of experience. Come visit us at our office or we can meet virtually. We can be reached at 347-913-4135. And the email is alrtaxforyou, number four letter U at gmail.com. Mention the Jay Mamie Show for a 10% discount. We look forward to working with you. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In studio today, which is one of those rare things we've had recently because of COVID, but in studio today, I'm excited to have a guest. Our business spotlight today is Neogen Life, but it's it's Neogen Life in the one of the 
the architects behind it. Dr. Sung Wan is with us in studio today, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to a conversation with him. I said earlier, he's not only an orthopedic regenerative medicine specialist, but he's also a lifestyle medicine specialist. And what I'm interested in also is he's a nutritionist, and that sort of dovetails into my background a little bit. So, uh, Dr. Wan, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Wonderful. Great honor. I'm glad you're here. Before we dive into some wonderful content, I'd like for you to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Yes. Um, you know, I grew up in Irving, uh, North uh, Dallas area. And then after my training in uh, orthopedic surgery, I did the uh, spine fellowship. Mm-hmm. And then I also focused on minimally invasive surgery. Also, my uh, areas of interest was regeneration uh, of stem cells and then regenerative medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um I was pioneering a lot of minimally invasive surgery. I got into um, where we utilize a lot of radiation, um, x-ray machine intraoperatively to, to uh, view the, the spine and orthopedics uh, uh, anatomy. That's, um, and lost my dear friend to a cancer. At mm. that time, realized that I really needed to focus on prevention of cancer for myself and started diving into research on how to prevent cancer and discover how nutrition played such a vital role mm-hmm. uh, in prevention of cancer, but also uh, preventing and reversing most of the chronic disease that Americans and the rest of the world suffer from. So is that what inspired <clears throat> you to move into the health and wellness industry? Yes, that was the uh, the initiating factor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I've always had passion for longevity and biohacking. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, but especially after doing all that research and realizing that really didn't learn uh, those facts uh, in uh, medical school. In traditional medicine, we learn how to manage the disease, not so much to prevent and actually reversing mm. and addressing the causes. And that uh, that's where I really developed the passion for uh, prevention and reversing the disease, as well as truly optimizing our health so that we can live uh, to 120 years old <laughs> as we were meant to. That's right. Yeah, and when you and I first connected, uh, we were introduced by Zoom. It was interesting because you were on your treadmill. Yes. <laughs> and most people who aren't aware of, of fitness and, and some of the things you can do at home probably wouldn't have picked up on it, but I picked up on it immediately. Yes, you did. I said, you're walking on something, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on treadmill basically all day long. I have a standing desk. Mm-hmm. I don't have a chair in my office. And then uh, I walk uh, all throughout the day on my uh, under-the-desk treadmill. It's funny because as soon as I we, we logged off the Zoom, true story, I said to my wife, I got to get one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I got Because yeah. I have one of those, um, I have an elliptical machine in my office, mm-hmm. so I do it, but it's very different from actually being on a treadmill where you can walk and work at the same time. So you inspired me to, to do that. Um, but what do you find is what most people lack in understanding wellness and also, now that you mentioned it, prevention? Yes. Most people tend to, to react to health. Right? And when they get a heart attack, when they're diagnosed with cancer, when they are diagnosed with diabetes, and, and rather than preventing, pe- uh, people tend to be very reactive. Uh, and what people have to realize is everything they do now um, from when they're a teenager has a direct consequence. And what we're trying to educate the, the public is what you do, and it doesn't have to be very complicated, what you put in your mouth has a, the most important fa- you know, factors mm-hmm. as uh, far as achieving health and then also achieving the, the, the most optimal health. Because traditional medicine is a sick care. It's not health care. Mm. And, and that's what we're trying to educate the, the population. I love that. Traditional medicine is sick care, not health care. Yeah. 
I love that. So what is it about, because there's a lot, there's buzzes right now in the medical field, and I, I keep up on this stuff, um, but nitric oxide, there's something that's buzzing about nitric oxide, and I know that's something that Neogen is involved in, but what is it about nitric oxide and insulin that has the medical community excited? Yes, nitric oxide is first considered as a miracle molecule. It's one of the most important molecules in our body. Just like you can't live without oxygen, you can't live without nitric oxide. And as we age, uh, we deplete the ability to produce nitric oxide. So up to 85% um, by the time you're 40 to 60 years old. But also, not only it plays a critical role in cardiovascular system because it's a, a biggest vasodilator, increasing the circulation, lowering the blood pressure, and lowering risk of cardiovascular disease, but also it plays a very important role in uh, metabolism and diabetic health as well. As if you do not have enough nitric oxide, because nitric oxide plays a role in placing what we call GLUT4 transporter, essentially mm -hmm. the door that allows the, the, the glucose, the blood sugar, to come inside the cell. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the nitric oxide and get depleted, then you're not able to, even you have the insulin, you're not able to get the blood sugar into the cell, and then you become insulin resistant. And, and so it's a very, very important fact. That's, that's part of the reason why most people, by the time they're 40, uh, you know, they, they're gaining weight, uh, they're feeling fatigue, brain fogginess, and then their blood sugar starts to rise and becoming pre-diabetic, and soon that leads to um, uh, type 2 diabetes. So, great question here then. And everything you're saying is so fantastic that I'm hoping that our listeners are really being mindful to the wisdom that you're sharing. But at what age should, what's the earliest age that someone... Uh, should be concerned about or be aware of making sure that the, the this, this nitric oxide they have in them is sufficient enough to be able to do what it's supposed to do in its functions. Yes. So st uh, starting at uh, age 20, you start to get depletion um, because the primary source for nitric oxide is within your blood vessel, inner lining called endothelium. Mm -hmm. And as we age, we start to damage the very source that is actually producing nitric oxide. But by the time you're 40, you lose about 50% of your ability to produce nitric wow. oxide. And so that's when most people start to feel uh, their blood pressure starts to rise. They're gaining weight, even though they're doing everything the same every single year. And on average, people uh, start to gain anywhere from a pound to two pounds every single year, uh, unless they do something different. And so, um, of course, you know, starting when you're 20, but especially when you're 40, you need to really focus on how to elevate your natural nitric oxide. So I'm going to continue to pick your brain here because mm -hmm. this is free info. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though vitamin K2, mm -hmm. right? Vitamin K2 is not something that's known by a lot of people. It's not familiar. Mm -hmm. um, but how does it play an important role in someone's health? Yes. Uh, so uh, K2 is also very important for cardiovascular health as well as uh, uh, bone health as well, mm -hmm. uh, and musculoskeletal. Because one of the things that the, the role K2 actually plays is pulling the calcium out of the blood vessel as well as the bloodstream. And as we age, we get the deposits of calcium within our blood vessel, and blood vessel becomes very stiff, and then raising the blood pressure. So the studies have shown that you need enough K2 to actually, because it plays a, a very important role in uh, calcium metabolism, 
pulls the, the calcium out of the soft tissues, especially within the blood vessel, and then actually place it where it really needs to be in bone and musculoskeletal system. So it improves the cardiovascular system, helps you lower the blood pressure, but also enhances bone health as uh, the studies have shown that the population that takes enough K2 actually has a, a decreased risk of developing osteoporosis as well. I got to imagine that. So vitamin K12 uh, uh, is not, I'm sorry, K2 is not something that a person can just get from drinking milk because I can almost hear people say, oh, I'll get it from milk. It's not something they can get easily from milk. Yeah, very good question. Yes. I mean, there are some uh, within the dairy product, but the, the concentration is so small. Mm-hmm. You actually have to uh, uh, drink quite a bit of milk or cheese or egg yolk, which also, you know, if you uh, uh, consume a large amount, there's a negative consequence. That's right. yeah. And so, or also there in, uh, within certain fermented food like natto, mm-hmm. which is a fermented soy, which not, not a lot of people uh, enjoy eating. And so one of the best source uh, is actually uh, supplementing with K2. And let's talk about supplementation. I'm big on supplementation. But what separates Neogen Life, your products, from a myriad of products mm-hmm. in the industry? Yes. Uh, one, one of the most important things is quality control. I know a lot of companies says, you know, they have a high quality product, mm-hmm. but our products are actually designed by physician scientists and people who are uh, lifestyle medicine specialists, longevity. We have Harvard trained endocrinologists. Uh, and these are the pr- very products that our physicians and our advisory board actually utilize in their clinic, as well as many other healthcare providers that are uh, utilizing the Neogen products. So our level of quality has to be much higher, as well as also it has to make an impact because many of the supplements you see out in the market, either they don't have uh, active ingredients mm-hmm. or it's just enough, uh, not enough dosage to actually make an uh, impact in somebody's health. So our level is different. And when we initially developed this, we developed it for our stem cell, uh, stem cell therapy patients because they couldn't. And the nutrition plays a very important role in activating the, the stem cells. And many people just, uh, due to their habit, couldn't uh, change it so quickly. So we had to develop the, the supplement to actually help our stem cell therapy patients, as well as patients who are trying to reverse the disease in our lifestyle medicine clinic, like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and uh, many other chronic disease that we're facing today. Excellent. So you knowing the Neogen product line, what are some of the most common Neogen life uh, products that people are buying and why? Uh, number one, I think the one of the most important uh, supplementation that one can do is nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, one of the best uh, nitric oxide booster on the market. And, and this, this is, again, um, came from the research we were doing uh, with our, our regenerative medicine team uh, and to actually boost it. And, you know, we also have a lot of experience reversing cardiovascular disease. Uh, and you know heart disease, where those patients needed to consume significant amount of uh, green leafy vegetables, which they couldn't do, and so it's clinically proven uh, within our clinic. And then also the antioxidants, which is uh, also critical for our health to to repair uh, any damaged cells or even at the genetics level. So I would say nitric oxide uh, booster as well as neo antioxidants are one of our core products that we strongly recommend. Now, you also have a brand partnership program for people that sort of have like-minded um, initiatives. They believe in health and wellness. They want to monetize also. I know that they can learn a lot more from about that on your website. So where could people go to learn more about that branding opportunity, branding partnering opportunity, as well as all the great products that you and Neogen Life 
have to offer? Yes. Uh, if they uh, come to our website, uh, neogenlife.com, N-E-O-G-E-N-L-I-F-E.com. And then also they can find us in social media, Instagram, Facebook, at neogenlife. Well, we're going to have you up at our site so people can find you quickly and be able to look at your website. I've been to your website. The products are fantastic. Uh, I mean, the, you can see the science behind it really shows itself and even the way the products are described. So I appreciate what you guys are doing there and appreciate you being on the show, doctor. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. All right, folks, that wraps up this week. We had a fantastic show of Thrive-Minded Contact, teaching you and showing you and encouraging you how to push through pain. Looking forward to having you next week. Once again, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m., it'll be your hour of Thrive time. Have a good week, everyone.